Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Big show coming up, ladies and gentlemen. John Waters is in the house. You know John Waters. He's the actor and director of cult movies such as Hairspray and Pink Flamingos. Well, one day, the 66-year-old Waters decided he wanted to hitchhike from his hometown of Baltimore across the country along I-70 to San Francisco through the Midwest, Colorado, Utah, to the other side of the continent. He took the uh, northern route. Why? Well, I'll ask him about it about a quarter past the hour. Then a new U.S. airline takes wing this Monday when People Express takes off from its home of Newport News, Virginia. The CEO of the airline, Jeff Erickson, will join me to explain his plans to expand his low-cost, high-service airline nationwide. And we'll hear from a listener on why you should read those lengthy terms of service sections on websites that sell you travel before you give anyone your credit card. I know, they're impossible. They're, they're more impossible than you think. We'll hear what she had to say. Well, it's been a big week for aviation news. One woman passenger was killed. Two flight attendants were injured this week when shooters opened machine gun fire on a Pakistan International Airways jet. It was on its final approach to Baka Khan International Airport, which serves Peshawar. It's a city of about 3.5 million people in Pakistan. Three airlines from the United Arab Emirates, that would be Qatar, Emirates, and Etihad, all stopped flying into uh, Peshawar after, uh, after the shooting. Hong Kong's Cathay Pacific said it was halting all its flights to Pakistan. Keep in mind, earlier this month, the Pakistan Taliban and an allied Uzbek group took credit for an all-night siege of uh, Karachi's international airport that left 39 people dead, 10 of them heavily armed gunmen. More than 100 days after Malaysia's, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 went missing, authorities say they think the airline was on autopilot before crashing into the Indian Ocean. Satellite and radar data suggest an orderly flight path to one of the most remote parts of the world. So this is shifting the search for the aircraft about 2,000 kilometers west of Perth, Australia. That search will resume in August. It will cover some 60,000 square kilometers of ocean. That's ocean that's often lashed by violet... Uh, Violent storms. And in other airline news, Etihad Airways, owned by the government of Abu Dhabi, is buying a 49% stake in Italy's troubled Alitalia. Alitalia has been limping along and bleeding money for years now. There are going to be talks about staff layoffs. That will not go down well among Italian workers. Then there's a the matter of that $730 million in debt that needs to be settled. I'd say this is the final ploy for Alitalia's survival as a brand. Etihad also owns stakes in Aer Lingus, Air Berlin, Virgin Australia, Air Serbia, Air Seychelles, and India's Jet Airways. Last week, I devoted the first news segment, uh, the first segment of this hour, entirely to a three-part investigative series in USA Today by reporter Tom Frank. It was an eye-opening series. I didn't know that every day in the U.S., three small planes or helicopters crash. Three, killing on average more than one person a day. Now, often those accidents are blamed on pilot error when they're really the fault of manufacturing errors that have been covered up, Mr. Frank found. Equally shocking, I learned from reading his articles that safety requirements for plans for planes excuse me, are based on the year they were designed, not the year the plane was manufactured. Now, the, think about that. The average age of American cars is a bit over four years. For small planes, it's 41 years, which means a plane still flying today may be missing modern-day safety upgrades, you know, like shoulder harness seat belts or shatterproof windows, for example, if those weren't in the original design 20, 30, or 40 years ago. Unbelievable. 
So Tom joined us last week to elaborate, and I, I asked him this week what kind of feedback he might have received from the Federal Aviation Administration, the National Transportation Safety Board, and maybe even aircraft manufacturers. He joins me now from a, his hotel in San Francisco to answer that question. Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So what, I mean, that, you did an incredible series, as I said, I'm still praising you as, as I did last week. Uh, what did you hear? So you mentioned the NTSB, which investigates all the crashes in the FAA, which regulates the airplane. I heard nothing from either of them, which is not entirely surprising. The strongest reaction came from pilots and the industry. Uh, so there are two groups. One is called the General Aviation Manufacturers Association. They represent the manufacturers, and the other is the Aircraft Owners and uh, or Operators and Pilots Association. They are a group of pilots. Uh, needless to say, they both really didn't like the stories, and their main points were that um, the number of crashes and the number of deaths has been declining, um, and that is 100% correct. But a lot of that decline has to do with the fact that there are fewer people flying and there are fewer flights. So the key point actually is is the rate. There's a way to measure the crash rate, which is the number of crashes by the total number of hours flown. And that's really stayed the same in the last 15 years. So it was sort of a debate over um, statistics and what do they mean. Um, And the manufacturers also said, you know, we have done a lot of things to make airplanes safer. Um, And in some cases, you know, that's true. But as you pointed out, it's not required. And do they do, do airplane manufacturers ever do recalls the way, for example, General Motors is doing them every day these days? Um, not really. Uh, the recall is not a term that's used in aviation, even though I did use it in my stories. What they will do is they will issue what's called a service bulletin, hmm. which is, is like a recall, but it's not, um, it's not mandatory. So if uh, Company X says, look, we've identified a problem with, uh, you know, the engine in these type of aircraft manufactured between these two dates, you, the owner, need to get the repairs done. And one of the key differences is that when the DOT orders a recall of automobiles, it orders the manufacturer to pay for it. Whereas Correct. when the FAA takes one of these bulletins and, and makes it mandatory, it's silent on who pays for it. So that really depends on whether the airplane is under warranty. Uh, sometimes the you know, the, the owner will have to pay for it his or herself, and sometimes the manufacturer may pay for it entirely or give a discount. So uh, the recalls don't exist in the way they do in the auto industry. I'm sort of surprised you didn't hear from any politician. We've only got a minute left, Tom, but I'm surprised no politician called you up. This seems to be a really ripe issue for some committee hearings. Well, there's not really a um, – there's no General Aviation Safety Caucus. There is a General uh-huh. Aviation Caucus which is very supportive of the industry. Right. Uh, but this is not an issue that has a constituent group, um, naturally, people clamoring for safety. It's not like, you know, the auto industry has a lot of groups out there that just exist to monitor automobile safety, including insurance groups and consumer groups. You don't have the same thing in the, in the general aviation industry. Do you have any follow-ups planned? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Keep reading USA Today. All right, we will. Uh, we will, I can't, Tom. I can't talk about that. All right. Spoken like a true reporter working on stories. Tom Frank is a reporter with USA Today. Tom, thank you for uh, Thanks joining Thanks for having me, Rudy. He uh, wrote that incredible series uh, on uh, oh, just amazing. I, I had no idea that uh, the average age of 
private small planes and helicopters are 41 years old and that they're really only bound by manufacturing standards of that decade that they were built in or that year they were were built, even if the aircraft manufacturer is still making those planes. Um, Obviously, they do some upgrades, but uh, certainly isn't mandatory. All right, now stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk with John Waters, who's, you know, quite an odd duck. I think he'd be the first to admit. In fact, he does in his new book that's called uh, Car Sick. We're going to talk with him uh, from, uh, he's up in, I think he's up in Provincetown in Cape Cod. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Glad you are. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code GOGOGO for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards to get instant vacation gratification or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Attention radio listeners. Do you want lower triglycerides, less pain, and a sharper memory with less anxiety? Since taking Omax 3, mental fuzziness is gone. I'm on top of things. My bad cholesterol had gone down and my triglycerides had gone down. Being 53, sometimes it's pretty uncomfortable getting up and getting out of bed. With the Omax 3, I'm jumping out of bed and the joints feel great. Your results are guaranteed. We'll send you a free supply to prove it. Developed by Ivy League doctors affiliated with Yale University, Omax 3 is scientifically tested to help reduce triglycerides by 30% in just 30 days while fighting joint pain better than your store brand. You can also feel immediate improvements in your mood and memory. Omax 3's pharmaceutical-grade dose comes individually blister-packed for maximum freshness, faster results, and no fish burps. Your results are guaranteed. We'll send you a free supply to prove it. Just pay the cost of shipping. Call 1-800-675-6810. That's 1-800-675-6810. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. This segment is brought to you by Orbitz Rewards, the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. What's better than that? Well, earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. So when you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code GOGOGOGO for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards to get instant vacation gratification, something I've always quested for. Or you can go to RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. You know the name John Waters if you know some of his classic, classic movies. Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, um, Serial Mom, Hairspray, Polyester. 
these some of these movies were done in the 70s, some in the 80s. And he's a, generally a Baltimore resident, so we reach him up in Providence, Provincetown in uh, on Cape Cod. And I called him because he has a new book out. It is called Car Sick. Because one day John Waters apparently woke up and realized he had such a structure and such a full life. What if he just gave up control and decided to hitchhike across America from his home in Baltimore to San Francisco where he has an apartment? And he did that, and he wrote a book about it. Carsick is the name of the book. It's published by uh, uh, Forrest Trascaro, and it is part fiction, part nonfiction. Fortunately, I knew it was part fiction in the beginning, because when you begin reading the book, the series of vignettes, which is really what this book is, of his trip across America was as bizarre as any of his movies you've ever seen. And if I hadn't known that that it wasn't fiction, John, I, I think I would have plotted and probably, uh, uh, you know, probably called the authorities. Now, did you? <laughs> let, let me ask you this: when you when you did you write the fictional part before your hitchhiking yeah. trip? And the prologue clearly states that the first yes, two does. parts are fiction. So um, people would say to me, well, I didn't realize that. <laughs> well, you didn't read the first part. But, um, oh, yeah, I could have never written the fiction parts if I had really done it. Because people said to me, well, aren't you scared? What's it going to be like? And I didn't know what it was going to be like. So I thought, well, I better imagine it. The worst <laughs> case and the best case, and as my assistant said, I couldn't tell the difference. Uh, to me, what is best might be someone else's worst, definitely. But uh, I, and then I did it for real, which was much more mundane, not as extreme, but much, much more kind, kind in a way. The people yeah. were great to pick me up. So if I had already done that trip, I could have never imagined all the crazy stuff about being in insane carnivals and meeting, having goiters growing on my face and meeting cops that did poppers and sing show tunes. So all that was kind of like writing my movies. And all that is very mild, by the way, what you just described. Well, I, on radio, I can't say yes. It's certainly, <laughs> there are parts that rival some of my most extreme movies. I definitely agree with that. There probably ought to be some sort of governor on you, some sort of federal regulation that you not be allowed to imagine things. <laughs> well, my assistant said it was like my head was a pinata and somebody just hit it and every lunatic idea I had came out, which I thought was a compliment. I, I'm sure you would, and I, I, I think so, too. The, the first uh, set of vignettes are t in a section called The Best That Could Happen, and it's fabulous, wonderful sexual adventures. And, uh, it's not that much sex. Everybody says that. I have sex twice, once in a demolition derby, and once I'm with an exhibitionist bank robber who has a girlfriend. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We have the, we have the aliens, or is that in The oh, Worst That Could Happen? Oh, rape. That's not sex. I see, John. Okay. All right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But you didn't seem to... Well, anyway. Well, I, I was... Well, you know, I have never been raped by a spaceman, so I at least went with it. But I blacked out, and then I had magic come from it afterwards, so that did color the experience. I don't ever think rape is funny. No, you no, you didn't. You, this was clearly clearly fiction. And again, as I said, you should probably... Well, even in fiction, I don't think rape is funny. This was mutual. I, I allowed it. Right, exactly, exactly. Because and good I things. never had sex with a spaceman, especially ones that eat liver dinners right before. No, but I'm sure there'll be a movie in which there'll be a scene well, it like could that. could be. Yes, these are very much like my movies. I agree. So the opening vignettes are the best that could happen, and then there's the worst that could happen, and uh, the adventures are no less uh, colorful, but certainly are uh, certainly are of a different uh, a, a different uh, vein. And then you come to the real thing, and the real thing. As near as I can, what I was, what I was amazed about the real thing, was the amount of hours—four, five hours—you would stand in one place without 
getting a ride. I know hitchhiking is out of favor. Hitchhiking is always like that. People forget that. And I just kept repeating to myself, it only takes one ride, which is true. It only takes one backer to get a film made. It only takes (laughs) one sex act to get pregnant. But still, you, you forget all the waiting time. And that was the scary thing. Not people picking me up, not anything, just how long I had to wait alongside the road. At my age, look at ugly. I'll tell you, a hitchhiker face, it's not a beauty treatment to hitchhike alone across the country. But you are, I'm, I'm 64, I think you're 66, so we're about the same age. And in our time, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, hitchhiking, certainly the 60s and 70s, hitchhiking was uh, pretty routine. And, and I think it's gotten a bad name, and I think it's something that is certainly looked down on more than it was in our youth. Am I correct? Yes, and I'm trying to bring it back. I think everybody this summer, take, ask a date. It's a good date to go hitchhiking. And just set a modest goal 10 miles away and, and try it. Get, this time when you go get your groceries, hitchhike. Just try it. It's an adventure. It's a dating service, and it's free, and it's green. I'm talking to filmmaker, director, and uh, actor, and uh, fiction writer, uh, uh, John Waters, whose new book is called Car Sick. And subtitle is John Waters Hitchhikes Across America, and in he, indeed he did. He took the northern route on I-70, the very first interstate in the United States, and went from Baltimore to San Francisco. It took you, what, six or seven Nine days? days Nine days. Yeah. All right, but let me go back to the time. I mean, you're right. It only does take one. I'm, I do a series on PBS. I have to raise all my corporate underwriting, and I dial for dollars all year. I get nothing, but then, as you say, as you, like raising money for a movie, all it takes is one guy or one company to say, yeah, we yeah. believe in it. But you stood in pouring, I mean, right out, of, right out of the box, as soon as you walked out of your apartment. You were stood in pouring rain and, you know, maybe went four miles in four hours. Yeah, that was terrible. But then I got a ride with a kid in a Corvette, a Republican elected official who was 20 years old, who was going to get his lunch at the subway shop and ended up taking me to Ohio, then going home, liking the adventure and driving 48 hours at 80 miles an hour and caught up with me in Denver. And took you all yeah, the way into parents, California. I, were, I said, is there a red alert out for you? you know, um, and I yeah, get his... why the parents were upset. Google me. It's not pretty. <laughs> you called him the Corvette kid in your, in your book, and he yeah, did he had indeed. His mom's Corvette. It wasn't even his. And when he came to pick, even when he came to pick you up after you had made most of your way across the middle part of America without him, although you two stayed in touch, he drove all the way out just to, just to pick you up, stay with you in Reno, et cetera. And his mom was in. And by the way, this was not a romantic relationship. This was no, just but a guy. It looked odd. You know, his friends were saying, "Way to go! You're with a gay man in a hotel in Reno. Great! <laughs> What's going on?" And we laughed about it. We realized what it looked like. But we were just, it was a bromance. It was innocent. There was never any sexual undertones at all. We just thought it was funny because we realized that people did think that. We even met three swingers in a rest area that texted him. He stupidly gave him his phone number, and they were texting him, looking for a little five-way, I guess. I don't know. And his mother was texting him and calling him just panic-stricken the entire time. Well, his mother, I don't blame her, and I tried to talk to her. He wouldn't let me, but once... When he told her that he was back with me in Denver and that I just gave him the keys to my apartment and told him to go stay there, she, she said that he said there was just silence. And she said, would you repeat out loud what you just said so your father can hear you? So I, I understand their concern, but it was totally an adventure. It was just a reality show that no one was filming. But I always thought if I did get in trouble and got a scary person to pick me up, I was always going to say, you know, we're shooting a reality show, and there's a satellite shooting this, and it's on me. You can drive away. It's only on me, the satellite. I bet that would have worked. 
And then there was the uh, Here We Go. What were they called? Here the We band? Go Magic. Very, Here We Go Magic, the band that picked you up in the band? Band. Yeah. And, and But you, you seem torn throughout the whole thing, wanting to be famous at times and be recognized so people would pick you up and then not being recognized. And then you you know, you know you were at a military base and you were thinking about military guys and, and well, movies you'd seen yeah. with military guys and, well, and truck drivers. and the Walmart, which was scary. Um, but the people were, you know, it, everyone was unjudgmental. I mean, the people that, people, a farmer, he tried to give me money. People, people came over to the side of the road and thought I was a homeless man. And some people, if they, I told them who I was, they went, oh, yeah, I heard of that movie. But they never asked questions about celebrities. And the only time I tried to hope my mustache would get me a ride was when I was stuck somewhere. I thought, yeah. well, you know, but it didn't really work because people drove past me and thought, was that John Waters? Why would he be standing here in Kansas on an entrance <laughs> ramp? Because I did not promote that, that I was doing this. I never even confirmed it until after I got to San Francisco. Well, you, uh, I, I really enjoyed your, uh, your, your, you did seem to panic a lot. You were calling your office a I lot. I whined to my office. You did really whine. Yeah. I whined. I, my favorite line, as I got to say to my assistant, today is the day I'm going to have to drink my own urine. I have no water left. I'd always heard of that. And I, <laughs> I was so despairing that I thought, maybe this is the day. I don't know. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> the book is called Carsick. It's by John Waters. Pick it up. Mr. Waters, thanks for dropping by. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World in a moment. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbit's Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbit's Rewards, use the promo code GOGOGO for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at orbits.com slash rewards to get instant vacation gratification or look under sponsors at rudymaxa.com. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Seems like everybody wants to start up, a, when anybody wants to start up a new airline, the media goes, well, yeah, okay, sure, maybe you will, maybe you won't, maybe it'll get off, maybe it won't. And then that uh, sort of happened with this case, with this new airline called People Express. And I'm joined by the, it starts flying Monday, by the way, to give you the ending before the beginning. I'm joined by the CEO of People Express. His name is Jeff Erickson. Jeff, you're based in Newport News, Virginia. You start flying Monday. You eventually will have two planes. What kind of aircraft are you flying? Yeah, Rudy, uh, we're flying uh, Boeing 737 aircraft with 150 seats. All right. And where are your first destinations out of uh, Newport News, Virginia? 
Yeah, as you say, we start Monday and we fly north to three cities. That would be Newark, Boston, and Pittsburgh. We later add West Palm Beach, Atlanta, St. Petersburg, and New Orleans. Tell me a little about your background, please. Oh, my goodness, Rudy, how much time do you have? Um, well, how did you get I, into uh, this pickle? I, <laughs> <laughs> I started in the airline business uh, 45 years ago with the introduction of 747s at, at Pan Am, and um, I've been there ever since. I guess um, uh, most importantly for this startup, uh, I was founding CEO of Reno Air some years ago, so this is uh, an opportunity to do it all over again. All right, and describe for us this airline. Is this a low-fare airline with high-quality ser- high service? What's, what's, what's the image? What's, what are you putting out there? Yeah, really, what we're, what we're doing, it's, it, it is a redo of the uh, original People Express model, which uh, kind of got credit for being the first uh, low-cost carrier, but they also did it with a very unusual culture uh, for customer service something that doesn't uh, uh, exist so much today with uh, the, the other low-cost carriers. So we're, we're trying to recreate that feeling 25-plus years uh, later. How do you do that? Is it imbuing the uh, joie de vivre in your staff? What, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, what, what we do is we empower our people who are face-to-face with, with the travelers to solve problems. You know, most people, uh, they come to the airport, they anticipate, you know, something something going wrong. Maybe my bag gets lost or the flight's late, and if they have, you know, a terrific flight, everything works out fine, they say, gee, that was nice, I'll probably fly them again. But where you really distinguish yourself is when that problem arises that uh, everybody expects. And it's how our people solve that problem face-to-face with the customer that really will set us apart from what's out there right now. Do you call yourself a low-fare carrier, discount carrier? Yes, we call ourselves an ultra-low-cost. So, yeah. All right. And uh, do you have competition on those routes right now? Actually, we don't, Rudy. I mean, that's the, the interesting thing, that the... the the whole focus uh, of our niche is to go into markets that had a history for service that then suddenly disappeared because of airline consolidation. Um, so we have a number of focus cities. Uh, the first one is Newport News, Williamsburg, um, which had 400,000 uh, passengers a year that disappeared, stopped flying, when AirTrain was taken over by Southwest and pulled out of the airport. Okay. And, and is your goal to become a, a nationwide airline? Um, our goal is to continue, continue to serve that niche. So, uh, as I say, starting with Newport News, we have other focus cities as an example. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is very interesting, having had a high of 32 million passengers in its heyday, now with 8 million passengers, so a mm-hmm. drastic drop when U.S. Air pulled out and moved everything to uh, to Philly. So Pittsburgh is of interest, San Antonio, um, New Orleans, uh, even little uh, Atlantic City. These are all places that uh, have, have a pattern that isn't currently getting served. 
But right now they're sort of point to point connected with Newport News. Uh, what do you think you might someday be? You know, fly from Pittsburgh to uh, to Atlanta, for example. Uh, yes, it, 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 the focus initially would be to geographically mature this small hub here out of Newport News. As, okay. as I said, we fly three cities north uh, through the course of, of uh, the, the summer into the winter. We'll add cities in the south, so it'll be a, a connecting hub. And then um, at, at the appropriate time when we expand into Pittsburgh, likewise, that would be a geographic uh, hub serving traffic that had been there before. Got it. And how are your early bookings for your first flight Monday? Well, um, despite uh, having our reservations only open 25 days, uh, normally you want to book uh, 90 days in advance. We are uh, really pleased with the response of, of, of the public. So we're very, very excited about it. All right. Well, we wish you uh, success, Jeff, and we may check in with you in, in four or five months, see how things are going, if that's all right with you. That would be great, Rudy. I would enjoy that. Thank you. Jeff Erickson is the CEO of People Express. The website is P-E-X, Fly P-E-X, People Express. So it's flypex.com. If this is an area you fly into or out of, check it out. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll keep an eye on People Express. I love a new airline. Be right back just a moment. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Attention radio listeners. Do you want lower triglycerides, less pain, and a sharper memory with less anxiety? Since taking Omax 3, mental fuzziness is gone. I'm on top of things. My bad cholesterol had gone down and my triglycerides had gone down. Being 53, sometimes it's pretty uncomfortable getting up and getting out of bed. With the Omax 3, I'm jumping out of bed and the joints feel great. Your results are guaranteed. We'll send you a free supply to prove it. Developed by Ivy League doctors affiliated with Yale University, Omax 3 is scientifically tested to help reduce triglycerides by 30% in just 30 days while fighting joint pain better than your store brand. You can also feel immediate improvements in your mood and memory. Omax 3's pharmaceutical grade dose comes individually blister packed for maximum freshness, faster results, and no fish burps. Your results are guaranteed. We'll send you a free supply to prove it. Just pay the cost of shipping. Call 1-800-675-6810. That's 1-800-675-6810. 800-675-6810. We all know the Internet connects you to everyone. But ever think how the Internet also connects everyone to you? It's a recipe for identity theft. Thieves can get to our personal info with just a few clicks. So isn't it crazy not to have identity theft protection? I know I've got all kinds of sensitive information floating around online. The good news is you can help protect yourself with a free trial from Identity Guard by visiting identityguard.com slash free. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium level protection. 
That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Wow. Geico's been saving people money for over 75 years? 75 years? Fancy that. My dearest wife, do you possess knowledge about GEICO, making it feasible for society to spend less capital on automobile insurance for over three quarters of a century? Why are you talking like that? We said fancy that, so I was just fancying it. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It is 43 minutes after the hour. Actress Amy Adams is an Army brat. She's a five-time Academy Award nominee. She's currently shooting the next Batman movie, but I say we recognize her this week and give her a standing ovation travel award of the week because on a flight from Detroit to L.A. this week, she was seated in first class, and then she spotted an American serviceman. She said a few words to a flight attendant, and uh, she wound up taking his seat in coach, relinquishing her first-class seat to him. We, uh, this happened because Jamel Hill, who's co-host of the ESPN show called Numbers Never Lie, was aboard that flight, witnessed the actress's kind gesture, and uh, used Twitter to spread the word on Friday morning to the rest of us. Nicely done, Miss Amy Adams. Thank you very much. And remember when the TSA no-fly list was a controversial subject and people with no apparent connection to terrorists sometimes found themselves unable to fly because their name was the same as some bad guy or just a simple error? And there was no way to quickly rectify that error. These guys couldn't fly. Well, this week, a federal judge ruled Uncle Sam had violated the rights of 13 people on the government's do-not-fly list by depriving them of their constitutional right to travel and giving them no adequate way to appeal their names on the list. The plaintiffs, including four military veterans, filed their suit Four years ago, the wheels of justice grind slowly here in the U.S. of A. Well, you know when you, uh, gosh, it's on so many websites, you sign on, uh, you, you accept a new app for your phone or you new app for your, something for your computer, or you buy something online, you have to accept the terms of service, and it's this long, lengthy document in very small type that goes on and on. Well, uh, one of my listeners, Jennifer from Washington, D.C., called me this week with a story of something she found unusual on a hotel site called, uh, what is it called, Book It, Jennifer? Yep, it's bookit.com. All right, you were, uh, you were looking for a hotel room, right? Right, I was looking for a hotel room for our family trip in August, and had been looking at different sites, um, hotel.com and kayak and all that, and... Um, after a couple of rounds of checking, I found a room I wanted on bookit.com, which I was unfamiliar with. Um, so I was a little skeptical because I've never heard of it, and the room deal was really good. Um, so uh, I kind of made my way through it, and it presented itself a little bit different than um, hotel, hotels.com, which I've used. And once you click through to try to book your room, you have to accept two different terms um, before they'll let you go ahead and proceed with the reservation, which 
made me seemed a little fishy to me. <laughs> so. Um, and were I, these long? Were these long lists, or was it these just well, short paragraphs? The one, the first one was the terms for the hotel, which I always check to make sure if I want to cancel it because I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep this in, okay. you know, for the trip. So I wanted to be sure I could get out of it. So that I checked, and it was pretty straightforward. Yes, I could cancel it, you know, a couple of days out. Um, and then I clicked on the bookit.com terms and conditions and, um, you know, glanced at it pretty carefully, looking for any kind of hidden fees that might have popped right up and didn't see it. So I went ahead and booked the room. And then when I actually looked a little bit more into this uh, hotel, there seemed to be confusion about whether I was getting a suite or a studio, so then I panicked and wanted to cancel it. Okay. So went ahead and did that, and um, not sure why, but whatever, I looked back at the terms and conditions for the bookit.com, and hidden in the um, many paragraphs was a several lines talking about a $25 fee if I canceled or modified the reservation. And but there was something really me, interesting about that, how that 25 was expressed, wasn't there? Yeah, that was what was funny. Was I didn't catch it the first time because it wasn't numerically written out. It was written out in, in prose. 25 dollars written out. And whereas everything else on this website is all numbers and easy to glance at, I realized why I had missed it looking in this terms and conditions because it's buried in, you know, it's written out, which was, seemed a little funny to me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Jennifer, I think, I think that is the lesson we take away from this. And right. I, I have a feeling it wasn't written in a number for, for obvious reasons, because it's hard exactly. for you to catch it in all that small type. I thank you for, uh, for tipping us off to it. Uh, I'm not in any way denigrating that website, but it certainly didn't make it easy for you as a consumer to see it. Thanks, Jennifer. Correct. Thank you. There you go. So when you're reading, well, that's, that's a whole new, whole new lawyer trick. Don't put the numeral in there. Spell it out in prose. Makes it harder to see. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, where we're trying to keep you from losing any money while you're traveling. We're trying to help you save money and travel better. That's the goal of this show. And we come back, we're going to talk about taking a trip by rail. The, the, the U.S. train system is the topic when we come back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's world. You know, you know, tra- travel by train is so romantic and so enticing. And as we discussed last week, Amtrak disappoints so often because it's so far behind on its schedules because of freight trains that have priority or track problems or equipment problems. But there are dedicated trains, really just dedicated for a vacation. Uh, Todd Powell is the president of Vacations by Rail. He's got some examples uh, for us, and we're going to post some great photographs on my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. Uh, Check it out. Um, Todd, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. 
Uh, thanks for having me, Rudy. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I know, unfortunately, these segments are so short that I, I really, I, uh, I, I, I'd love for you to just go ahead and, and give us two or three, you know, great ideas for a vacation by train. Well, sure. I mean, there's a there's a, a lot of opportunities for people who experience train travel on a vacation, whether it's uh, going up to Canada, doing the Canadian Rockies, or the iconic Canadian uh, between Toronto and Vancouver. And the United States, uh, there's a, a recent survey that we've done that shows people that they uh, they want to travel to the uh, to the national parks by train. Thirty eight percent of our travelers showed they want to go to the national parks, and there's trains that can do that from the iconic California Zephyr in the United States between Chicago and San Francisco. Uh, the Coast Starlight uh, will take people from Los Angeles up to Seattle and the Empire Builder that goes to Glacier National Park. Um, so those are just a few that are, that are you know, with, within reach of the people in the United States quite easily, even for this summer. And, and I, I think people, you know, you'd mentioned some of the delays and so forth that people uh, may experience on trains. And I think there's a, if people plan for those and they set their expectations right, they can still have a great experience, uh, whether traveling on Amtrak or any of these trains. Well, now, all those trains you mentioned are regular long-distance Amtrak lines. What do you, as Vacations by Rail, do? Where do you come into the picture? What can you do for me as a traveler or consumer uh, instead of me just call, my just calling Amtrak? Well, what we do is we put together an entire vacation experience, whether it's um, an independent trip where we put the trains together, time them correctly to join up to, um, to our escort as part of an escorted tour that will take people to the national parks. Uh, as an independent traveler, we'll put together the packages that go to um, the Grand Canyon and time those. Uh, we, have, uh, we provide 24-hour customer service for, uh, for all of our travelers. And so, you know, we're pulling it all together. A lot of people, a train uh, experience, on their bucket list, so it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. They're not sure how to travel, uh, how to pull it all together, and we do that, and, and we're the leader in doing rail vacations. And the other thing is that, you know, when you talk about uh, regular Amtrak service, if you go up into Canada, for example, you have the Rocky Mountaineer, which is a private train, has uh, dome, uh, dome cars on their, uh, on their gold-leaf service and their silver-leaf service. And those are, are more of a, an upscale uh, service that people can uh, experience when traveling through the Canadian Rockies. And then we put all those pieces together. So once you're off the train as well, uh, it's time. So you have the transfers to the hotels, uh, doing the sightseeing down the Icefields Parkway, for example, to Lake Louise and Banff, and then transfers on to the airport. So that we have years and years of expertise right. that allow us to put those things together. So you put together guides, trips, and, and the lodging as well well as the train and what might something cost? give us a round we only got about 30 seconds left but just around give me an example of a price um, I, they can range anywhere from you know six hundred and fifty dollars up to uh, you know thirty five hundred dollars, and then if you go to the luxury trains, it can go into the five thousand dollars plus per customer. So there's really a trip out there for every budget, and I, I really suggest people you know contact us so that we can help them plan those experiences because usually it's a it's a once in a lifetime experience for people. All right, and uh, Todd Powell is president of Vacations by Rail, if you want to explore that a little more. I, I, actually, we have two minutes left, Todd. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but, you know, just last week, and I referenced this in introducing you, I had a friend who was waiting in Chicago to take this, you know, this, is it the American, this, what's the one that goes through the national parks up north, Zephyr? California uh, well, Zephyr? Yeah, the, Calif no. the California Zephyr, the Empire Builder, up to Glacier The Empire Builder. She was waiting in Chicago right. for the Empire Builder. It was three hours late. They kept saying, oh, it's, in, it's just getting, it's in, the, it's in the station. Well, it wasn't in the station. They finally said to her, look, we don't know where the train is, and we don't know when it's going to get here. 
That's after three hours waiting. She wound up renting a car and driving to Minneapolis. I mean, what, you know, and she wanted, she was looking forward to, and then, then they flew from Minneapolis to Seattle. They were looking forward to taking the train all the way to Seattle. I mean, what do you do right. in a case like that? Uh, in, in a case like that, you know, when you're working through vacations by rail, obviously they, they, they have the ability to call us and we'll get the people the most up-to-date status as well as uh, assist them in rearranging their plans if they want to do that. But I think the other part of it is if, if people run into situations where there are sort of egregious delays, uh, they can come back to vacations by rail where we do the follow-up on the customer service uh, on the Amtrak portion of it. So we work with people to, um, to try to um, do as much as we can in those situations. And I will say that um, those, uh, those delays um, this summer in particular, as, um, as there's been doing some track repairs, uh, they have been, they have been uh, a little more challenging earlier on the summer, but they seem to be, the on-time performances seem to be improving, and, and we anticipate that going into 2015 as well. Good, I hope so. Well, my friends, is going to take the California Zephyr from down the coast of Washington, Oregon, and California. I hope that goes well. Todd Powell, thank you for dropping by. Thank you, Rudy. Vacationsbyrail.com is the website for Todd Powell's company. You can put together a whole trip for you, including accommodations and guides. So check it out if a train trip uh, or train vacation is in your future. Again, we've got great photos of uh, some of those destinations right at Rudy Maxa Travel Leisure, my Facebook fan page, where I post occasionally during the week. Feel free to hit the like button. And if you'd like to receive my new frequently, <laughs> new weekly uh, travel newsletter, it's just one page. We're not going to swamp you with stuff. Send me an email, Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Just say newsletter in the subject line, and we'll have your email. We'll do it. Thanks to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Janet Tassavito McDonald's, my producer. See you next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.